Hey guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. Um, guys, I have a guest today. I'm going to be having lots of guests because I the next season of Bye Pumpkin is a Vanderpump Rules um, season, and I don't think I'd be able to get through it without guests. But the reason I have a guest today is because I have a commissioned episode from Nadia, right? Remember she was on the pod. I don't remember what we were talking about. We might've been, we were talking about black lady stuff. So um, maybe the Real Housewives of Potomac, maybe? But uh, she was on the episode and she commissioned an episode on uh, the worst thing I've ever watched. And I have watched the Rachel Dolezal uh, documentary. So that says a lot, but it is a show called Black White. And it was on FX. Uh, it's recently been getting a lot of like attention because uh, I guess some vloggers have been talking about it. Um, and so it's been going a little viral here and there. And originally what happened is that I'm sitting at my home, minding my own good goddamn black business. And Kara tweets me. She retweets a tweet about it and goes, we have to talk about this. And I tweeted back, no, we don't. And then a little while later, I don't know if she saw it or not, but Nadia was like, hey girl, do you, have you heard of this show? And I was like, of course I heard of the show. I don't even remember if I watched it the first time. I remember hearing about it. I, I probably watched like 15 minutes of it because I watched everything at that time. And she was like, would you do a commission episode on it? And here's the thing. Apparently I'm money hungry. Apparently I'm money hungry. And if you offer me $20, I'll do a lot of fucking things, okay? Don't ever let me tell you I'm too good for something because I'm not because I watched this episode for $20. And then I make Kara come on because she's the one that put it in the fucking ether in the first place. Uh, so we're both been punished. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's what's not punishing. Listening to me and Kara talk, me and Kara are just jiving <laughs> episode. I always have fun talking to Kara. Kara is an easy person to talk to. So that's that. One thing before we get started, I am going to be using the N-word in this, in this, uh, episode. Do I like using the N-word on this podcast? No, because a lot of y'all are not black and I don't use the N-word in mixed company because I find that using the N-word in mixed company gives people, uh, what they think is permission to use it with me. And you can never use it with me, non-black people. I'm not okay. I'm. You can't casually mention it. You can't like you. I. You can't sing it. You can't. You can't do it in sign language. I don't even know. Girl, do they have the N word in sign language? Probably. They're a racist sign. They're a racist uh, uh, deaf people. Sure. Um. You can't do those things. That's not good for me. I don't even. Don't even call me your neighbor because as soon as you go, hey, you know what, my neighbor, I'd be like, what? What? Who? Uh-huh. What's going on? What, what was happening here? Mm-mm. No, it's not okay with me. And so it's just a no for me, dog. And so, <laughs> and so I don't say the N-word on this podcast. I rarely say it. These days I have non-black children, so I, I don't say it at home like that. Um, probably when, when do I say it? Mostly when I'm around like my parents and like my brothers and stuff because I am in a very casual environment and I am... Uh, using a lot more AAVE and so <laughs> like a lot more and so and so I mean that's that's where I usually use it. So 
it was already, but there was no way, when we get into this podcast, you'll see, there was no motherfucking way I could get in, I could do this episode and not say it. It just, it, it's not possible. So here we are. So I just want to warn you, if um, the N-word, hard, hard E-R and uh offends you, don't listen to this shit. In fact, do not, uh, do not watch this, uh, do not watch this black white thing because girl, girl. And two, if you don't want to hear me personally saying it and Kara personally saying it, I bet you never heard Kara say it either, (laughs) then don't listen to this episode. And above all, after you've listened to this episode and your non-black self has heard the N-word a hundred and seventeen times. Don't say it. Just don't. Just don't. And if you're like, why can't I say it, Princess? My question to you is, why do you want to say it so bad? Like, what do you think you're going to get out of it? What inside you says, please, 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 let me say it. What is What are you going to get from it? Once we explore that, we'll go back to why you can't say it. Um, I think that's it, guys. This is, like I said, it's a commissioned episode from Nadia. Um... You're going to hear from Nadia because I'm going to make her be on the Vanderpump Rules episodes. I'm Like, I'm going to make everybody be on them. Like, everybody you ever heard me ever speak of is going to be on these fucking episodes. Because, I don't know. I guess I'm a bully too. Uh, but if you want to commission an episode from me, it's 20 bucks, guys. And all you have to do is message me either on Patreon or email me at hello at buypumpkinpodcast.com and pitch it to me. Tell me what you want me to talk about. As you can see, I don't really have a lot of boundaries. So you could probably get me to talk about a lot of stuff. Now, here comes the flood of people asking me to talk about stuff that is really like wild. And I'm going to have to start saying no to shit because I'm going to be like, I cannot let this in my conscious, in my psyche. Can't do it. We'll see. Anyway, I hope you enjoy me and Kara talking. I also hope you don't leave here and start saying the N word. Okay, bye. Hi, Kara. Hi, princess. So, Kara. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. how did we get here? How, what brings us here today? Um, <laughs> I saw a viral tweet and I thought the only person I could possibly talk to this, talk about this with would be Princess. So I tweeted you, you said no, and here we are. <laughs> I will do anything for $20. I talked about <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty money hungry. I just feel like, I don't know. There's this thing where I'm just like, as soon as I turn down that $20, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get like my house is going to be taken. I'm going to be living on the street. I'm going to be like, fuck, I wish I had $20. All she needed was $20. Yeah. $20 was the difference between being homeless and not being homeless. And I, with all my pride was like, nah, I don't want that $20. Well, okay. I'm not getting paid for this at all. So really, (laughs) I don't know why you're complaining. (laughs) Listen, woman, you got me on your podcast talking about the fucking Smiths. So, and now I can't even say what I said because you're not allowed to say that now. People will dox you. So I can't, (laughs) I have to keep that in for another two years so I can come back out with my original fucking opinion. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you guys go back to Kara's 
Well, it was your, it wasn't your first episode of the year. Uh, maybe. But it was about like what we wanted to leave in 20, uh, in 2021. That's what it was. Did I do that at the end of the year or the beginning? I think it was the beginning. And it had a lot of different people on. It was very (laughs) funny. Lots of people had, it it was really good. And I, and I thought you like, it's one of those things that I would never think to like podcast about. And you always get like all these different people and it's just like a really good episode, but yeah. You got me on there talking about them. So, mm, mm. <laughs> so guys, that was your choice. That was your choice. <laughs> it was my choice, but there was no other choices. Okay, <laughs> they were the only choice. <laughs> there was no nothing else to say. Like they were it. They're right there. And you really called that shit. You know, you really I fucking did. told you. Will Smith, Justin Timber, like Ryan Reynolds. Yep. you do not okay anyway anyway anyway, anyway. <laughs> guys we're not here to talk about that terribleness we're here to talk about this terribleness and i'm assuming you read the description you heard the intro i don't even i think the show's called black period white period uh-huh. i have and it on like on youtube it said it had latino after that but i don't know how we got there but i don't know how we got anywhere in this episode or the series <laughs> I don't, I wrote down on my calendar, recording racist show with Kara. Mm-hmm. As you should have. <laughs> That's, and um, so here's the concept, guys. This is, this has been, I guess people have been talking about it more, but it, it came out in 2006. It was on FX. Remember, FX don't give a fuck about nothing, okay? It's Fox, <clears throat> but we on cable. So it don't give a fuck about nothing. I didn't even know FX was on back in 2006. Oh, it was because I used to watch Rescue Me on there because I have like, <laughs> I got a hard on for Daniel Sanjata, which a lot of people will not even know who the fuck I'm talking about. But if you Google him, you'll see why I have a hard on for him. And he used to be on Rescue Me. And so I started watching it and Rescue Me is a terrible show too, but still. Is that I the did, one with, uh, what's his face? Dennis Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you definitely see him in like, black um what are they oh, called? Yeah, he's They're... very cute i know that guy yeah he's hot. right but you don't know what his name is right <laughs> yep yeah he's really hot i'm into him okay and so yeah, there's something, something i got going on i told my friend i was into him she, she was like yeah because he's a racially ambiguous tall guy like your husband i was like mm-hmm. get off my fucking phone <laughs> like yeah i'm into him but dennis leary's on there a lot and you see him in his black like boxer briefs a lot and that's not great you got to get through the dennis leary half naked part to get to daniel sanjata like really mm-hmm. fucking his way through new york city loved it he's in a firefighter suit all the fucking time so fucking awesome. love that <laughs> anyway so fx was around in 2006 okay <laughs> <laughs> so they have this show um executive executively produced by a white man whose name i've forgotten and doesn't matter doesn't matter and ice cube yeah which very much does matter which does matter now carol were you surprised that ice cube would executively produce a show about a white family and a black family trading races and living together for two weeks i mean in a post-trump world yes if this stuff had not happened with him over the past few years Uh i would have you i mean i would have been knocked over with a feather to know that he had a hand in this yeah like if we go back to ice cube with his jerry curl and his dodgers hats Uh and his 
and his fuck the police shit. Like that guy, I don't know. That guy don't exist anymore. No. He's in a different space now. Um, I think he went through his are we there yet um phase, right? Yep. And then he now he's in this phase, and I'm a very rich black man, which means that I don't know you niggas. That's what <laughs> he um he kind of took like the rock path Mm -hmm. of stardom where he was like doing these like super accessible i'm the safe man of color with your white children like bumbling around movies oh yeah um yeah and then it's now like you know rock nation brunch but Mm -hmm. worse Mm -hmm. and i always want to give props because i did not realize that ice cube wrote friday um mm-hmm. we know how movies get made 17 people wrote friday okay but but i that's ice cube's concept he was the one that worked on the script for it. you know what i'm saying like the, yeah he wrote this movie and like i want to give him props for that i mean friday is an excellent i mean to be attached to boys in the hood and friday that's like true black famous yeah it's true black famous and and this is after being uh, a part of NWA. Right. Yeah. Right. And by the way, guys, if you've seen that NWA movie, that is very, 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 very whitewashed. Very, uh, a lot of stuff was polished up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw it twice, but like, I mean, if you're not going to tell the truth about, <laughs> you know, Dr. Dre, then like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <clears throat> I just saw a TikTok with someone, you know, where they like they they're they're putting their makeup on, but there's a lot of writing on the fucking screen, and uh-huh. they're writing about Dr. Dre like like ending D Barnes. I mean, not 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 literally ending, but like the beating that happened. Yeah, um, I can't believe that woman survived that. Um, and they're talking about it. And I, I was, they're like, people don't remember. I was like, motherfucker, I remember. I definitely remember. Troy did an episode where he described from beginning to end what happened. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta this <laughs> yeah. And, and he just walking around, uh, going to the Apple headquarters and shit. And like, you know, he's just like living his life. And when people asked him about it, he was like, yeah, I was crazy back then. <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, you guys yeah. like my headphones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so although like I am surprised that Ice Cube's involved in this type of show, I'm also not, you know, because of I can totally see someone pitch this to him. They use him and who is it? Mm, is it Nate Dog? That the the uh the theme of this of this. It's called Race Car. That's that song is called Race Car. It's Ice Cube. Yes, girl. It's Ice Cube and Nate Dogg, I think, on it. I I did write down the lyrics. Do um, we want to go through them? Please do. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna be rapping. You guys are gonna have to pay me for that. Um, <laughs> please don't believe the hype. Everything in the world ain't black and white. Everybody ain't a stereotype. Just because I look wrong, I'm about to do right. Black and midnight and or white as snow light. You better do me right, or I'm gonna have to take flight. Put you on ice, blast you twice, and if you're a zebra, you better come out with the stripes. Now, 
that was a, a tour in creative writing. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what he's saying. Like, don't believe in stereotypes. And if you do, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you remember when LL Cool J did that song called Accidental Racist with that c- country guy? <sighs> Unfortunately. And I was like, right now you're getting too much of that NCIS money. And that's why yep. you thought you should make a song like this. Even Nelly took it a little too far with over and over again. <sighs> I, I was like, okay, song. we're it was too much, but it was the, the sweatsuit era of Nelly. Like, we don't need to oh get back. Oh my god, remember <laughs> double albums? <laughs> he was truly out of control. Remember, people just make like 85 fucking songs and sell it to you. <laughs> Chris Brown like, still does that, but like, you know, we're not supposed to talk about him. We can talk about him, but no, we, we can't go. We can't go to the fucking Chris Brown is still a thing. Like I said, I'm so happy that I'm not white because I don't have to talk about Trump with my family. They already get it, okay? But I do yeah, have to. We be still with... have to deal with Cosby, the trifecta. Yeah. Cosby, R. Kelly, especially me, as you know, somebody who's okay. from Atlanta or oh. Illinois, and um, who was the other? Who was I going to say? You're going to say Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Chris Brown would be the other one. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Always like and chris brown is from near where i was born he's from Mm -hmm. um virginia he's from from tappahannock virginia which is right next to rappahannock and and he's like so he's very like my cousins will be like oh we're going to a chris brown concert and i'll be like why (laughs) when i go home and i'm like driving my mom's car i tell you like you would be very hard pressed to listen to a radio station where he's not featured or he's the main song singer. It's shocking to me how much music this man is on and how well received he is in the music. And I mean, it's not shocking, but like the level to which people use him in music is truly shocking. Even if he didn't do all that stuff. Yeah. He he's listen, he's been on a lot of shit. Okay. He also should have been arrested many, many times. I think he's like, and he's like just a proud drug addict as well. Like he's like, I'm on drugs. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. He, he's very like, yeah. I'm as as long as Chris Brown does like a, a jumping, a standing backflip once a year, oh he's fine for like do, a lot of people. Do you remember forever on the dance floor that shit? Do you remember how people used to eat him up when he was young? Because he was like 16 when he came out with Run It. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! People he had just sh- gotten that. Um, yeah, that forever on the dance. What was that? A uh, bubble? What, what gum was that? Double mint. I know exactly what you're talking. He just gotten that. He just um, gotten that when the Rihanna stuff happened. Oh, that song was heavily featured in the office that year because they because mm-hmm. Jim and Pam were getting married. Uh, I just like who are we fucking talking about? But I'm just saying that like we have to have like we don't have to have our Trump conversations or Kellyanne Conway bullshit, but we do have to have conversations about these type of people because black people won't let them go okay and it's just Ugh, can i tell you something shocking and horrifying what? george conway liked one of my tweets last oh my night God, girl. <laughs> get off of twitter get off of fucking twitter like we need to I, girl twitter has been the source of su- like twitter's such a special place right because it is I just called his wife a bat several times on twitter i know i have of so, course you have <laughs> do we know what's going on with claudia is she okay she's fine you think she was fine the whole time 
She's a lesbian now. I saw it on TikTok. Well, I shouldn't say now, but she's a lesbian. She's an I, out lesbian. I absolutely <clears throat> gotta find out where y'all going on TikTok. I my husband says that my problem is sometimes I put down TikTok and it keeps playing the same TikTok over and over again. And I don't know it. And mm-hmm. then people are like, you really want to see this? Because all my TikToks are people doing the Dougie to a to a story about how they were kept in a box so they were six years old. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that danceable? Why, why would you do that? Uh, girl, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I need to get to y'all side of TikTok. Because y'all, y'all be like, well, I saw it on TikTok. I'm like, I don't see shit on TikTok except for people talking about how their their uh baby daddy's new woman is not the stepmom. I don't where how'd that get here, Tara? <laughs> I don't care about the people. Uh, yeah, mine is mostly just like um recipes, restaurant recommendations, and like Kardashian news, pretty much. I I'd like to have that. I'd like to have yeah. some recipes. I like to have that. Um, I just I you guys gotta help me out because I want to see what Claudia Conway is doing. She was actually one of the first people I followed on TikTok because all of this, all of her shenanigans happened during like the lockdown, really. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just see what she's up to. Cause she would go live on TikTok and be like, this bitch is beating me up, my mom. And I wanted to see what was going on. I listen, I'm not saying that it's okay to beat up Claudia Conway. Okay. Cause no. I do believe her, right? I do believe her, but I'm just like, how are you still on the internet? Like there was a lot of, um, yeah, it, things that didn't quite make sense because yeah. How are you still being able to go live girl? Yeah. How are you still being able to go live? You're like a minor. They could just take the phone from you. Yeah. And, and I know that like, I don't know. They put, they, they sent Paris Hilton to the fucking wilderness. They could just hire somebody to like kidnap you in the middle of the night and take you to one of those terrible schools why are you still on the internet so i was just like what's going on here i'm not saying i don't believe her i'm not saying that she should be like beaten up or whatever i'm sure she was being abused i just was like i want to understand how you keep getting to go live well yeah i mean it's not like she was you know sneaking out and sleeping with boys she's like actively calling out her mom who's a high-ranking member of the, right. like one of the you know most important governments in the world it's just like it didn't really make sense that she would still have so much access to air her mom's dirty laundry out yeah i just don't understand it she and at one point she was like i bought my own phone i was like yeah you're still a minor and minors have so little rights i'm not saying they should they should have so little rights but they really do like parents can like do a lot of shit to you and right. I can't believe that you're still in here recording your mom, like talking in the other room and putting it on the internet and it's all good. Right. It just, it's, it's very confusing to me, but yeah, it went on longer than I thought it was. I thought she was going to have to like, I thought she was going to like leave. And I like every other week I'd be like, Oh, she's still there. She didn't like flee the house. Why why is she? Whatever. Anyway, hold on (laughs) one second. I'm going to have to have you hold on for one second because something's happening here and I will be right back. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm back. But enough about Claudia Conway. Um, I the reason <laughs> just remember, guys, that Chris Brown beat up Rihanna, tried to kill her, tried to kill Karuchi Tran, has tried to kill numerous other women throughout that time. And we also let him put out a song where it had us all saying eat the booty like groceries. Correct. Gleefully. So he has 
committed many crimes against us. And me and Kara still have to like tell relatives like it's he's not like been falsely accused. Like he he is a menace. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the reason we keep getting off this tangent is because we don't want to talk about this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the show is, guys, Carrie, tell you tell me. I feel like after watching, I watched six episodes of the show. I only meant to watch one, but YouTube kept going. I couldn't get to it. So I was like, fuck still going but after watching the show i just felt gross how did you feel um yeah it, i mean the whole thing was just very exploitative excuse me one second mm-hmm. um i just yeah i mean i didn't like the involvement of the children yeah i think there's no good way to go about this and so they just shouldn't have yeah, I, I I understand that there, you know, it got a lot of mixed reviews and a lot of positive press about understanding the races. One, let's start with one thing. Black and white are not the only races, okay? <laughs> like, right. people often act like they are the only races, but they're not. And two, for me, this show centers white people understanding blackness entirely too much and for for my experiences i don't care if they understand it i don't think understanding is the way to end racism and inequality i think that we center them entirely too much and this show really did too and so it was really hard to watch yeah and they the way the diff, the two families approached this was off from the beginning and that's why it was never going to be a success i'm assuming i mean did it end up on a good note or a bad one okay so it ended up on a pretty bad note um, okay i can't imagine it would be a good one um but yeah i mean just the way that they looked at it like uh carmen the white mother was acting like literally black people like she's at the zoo and she's uh treating this as some sort of anthropological experiment that she's like lucky to be privy to it it's wild yeah um and she starts off by being like guys there's no intro to this they just like a bunch of people flash on the screen and they put on makeup so we're not like moving too fast on it that's how they did it too um but she starts off by saying like um that she grew up in a very liberal home. And I'm like, yeah, and there's a difference between being liberal and anti-racist. Those are different things. And- well, she did say that her parents were like active in the civil rights movement, but I mean, it's very clear that <clears throat> not the last much time. really trickled down. And her idea of being liberal is just wearing fairy skirts. Okay, that's true. And also, I, it sounds like they like marched in a civil in a in a civil rights march and then never saw another black person again, right? And there right. and then anytime something would happen, they'd be like, you know, we marched that time. And so <laughs> we did hands across America in 1985. Okay, <laughs> one time I was walking down the street and these black and these black people were getting like the hoses on them by the police, and I said, hey, stop. <laughs> is everything all right there buddy okay. yeah all right well i'm late <laughs> so I gotta go. that's what she but because she has kind of built herself up to be like i'm i'm very liberal i'm doing i'm this i'm that 
I think she had a hard fall in the house. Um, oh yeah. I mean, she was very confident. She was like, this is just going to be great. I'm going to have all this access. And she, she did not have her head on straight about this at all. Yeah, I agree. And then what you don't know in, in episode two, or maybe even three, they're, they're practicing speaking like each other. No. Yeah, girl. And they're like, and so Renee, who's the black mom was like practicing with her and Carmen was trying to mix it up and said something like, Ayo bitch to her. And <laughs> Renee, if you could see Renee's face and she tries to find Ayo bitch on the paper that they're on. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps looking down at it like, where, wait, you just said that? Like, <laughs> Renee clocks Carmen immediately. Like this minute they meet, she's like, Carmen's weird. There's something <laughs> about her. I don't like it. I don't like her vibe. Yeah, I felt like Carmen was just, um, I don't know. She she definitely white womaned her way in the house. Uh, oh, immediately. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of like... She had a Countess Luann vibe to her. Yeah, and then she said, she on the first day she goes, do all Black people look down white people? Because they were talking about how white people are super curious about everything. Like they, mm-hmm. they ask you a lot of questions without really knowing you. Um, they hear a sound, they go investigate the shit like that. Uh, they chase tornadoes, you know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> like real, like, you know, curiosity got the cat kind of thing, you know? And she took that as an insult, but I don't, I, I, so, oh, I forgot to tell you. So well, let's intro the families first. Yeah, let's talk about the families because, all right, let's start with the Black family. They are the Sparks. They are from Atlanta. They're from, and, they're from Gwinnett County, I can tell. As somebody who grew up there, I can I know where they live. I can okay. tell by their homes that they were from suburban Atlanta. Yeah. Oh yeah, those homes. Those yeah. homes. People are like, you're so rich. No, they live in the burbs of Atlanta. There's big <laughs> houses out there. Yeah. Uh, um he's originally from Michigan he has light skin and green eyes and let me and Kara would you like to explain why black people make fun of light skin people so much um yeah it's kind of like vegans like you know they never shut up about being vegan it's like every person who's black with like light eyes like anything lighter than like a dark coffee it's just like always taking selfies with their eyes in focus and like <laughs> just straight shots. Look, look, look at Giselle's um, profile picture. Go to <laughs> Giselle Brian's profile picture and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Um, it's just a vibe. You guys know who Drake is. I mean, you get it. Yeah, very Drake, <laughs> very emotional. And the thing is about light-skinned people is they do have problems, right? Uh, being light-skinned can be like, you know, you no one, you don't fit in a lot of places, but a lot of times light-skinned people talk about it as if it is equal to, is this the, the uh, obstacles they have in the black community are equal to dark-skinned people 
and racism. You know what I mean? And, and, and Brian goes so far as to act like he's biracial. He's like, you know, I was too, the white kids would make fun of me because I wasn't white enough. The black kids would make fun of me because I wasn't black enough. And I just really never had a community, that sort of thing. Right. And that's a, that's a common thing too. I'm not saying it's not true, but what we're saying is that light-skinned people like to talk about being light-skinned a yes. lot. And they will literally talk about being light-skinned, being discriminated as light-skinned as if that is same or equal to being discriminated as being dark-skinned when we know it's not. There are lots of advantages to being light-skinned. Um, that l- Let's talk about how every child, Black child actor, except for like two I can name, are biracial and light-skinned because right. that's an acceptable level of Blackness, that you look Black but not too Black. And we talk about Aside from like Marseille Martin. <laughs> and I was about to name her. I was about to fucking name her. Because it's only her. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody else is either very light or lightish. Like it, you, if they're not light, they have really curly hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, and, and so um, that's an acceptable form. Let's talk about how every athlete and rapper is dating a racially ambiguous woman. Right. Mm-hmm. So if she is black. She got baby hairs and don't look like she is. Um, this, this is, or even if we get like to not celebrities and not on TV, even like clubs that don't let dark skin women in, like dark right. skin black women, they, you have to be a banger for people to even admit that you're fucking beautiful because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just very like, so when I hear about the the troubles of light-skinned people, like, obviously, I, I'm like, yeah, that is a fucking problem. That would be. But I'm like, also, though, you are put on a pedestal. So um, being fetishized isn't great, but keep in mind, that's better than being hated. So, like, you know, right. back up a little bit. Um, you know, what's that? What's that? What are those two, like, virgins that are married and have, like, three kids and one of them plays basketball and the other one gets on the internet and tells people not to wear short skirts? What are their names? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, one of the basketball plays. Yeah, he the plays basketball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they're like absolute big virgin energy all the fucking time. And <laughs> people uplift them because they, I mean, I'm not saying they're they're bad people or they're not good at the things they want to do, but people uplift them because they are blackness, but not too black. And people love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he goes on about being light skinned. And I just was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad to hear. It. And his wife is named Renee. Um, she just seems like a down ass bitch. Okay. <laughs> so- Definitely. Like, I want to kick it with her. I want to go down to the Applebee's and get like the three for 10 special yeah. and just like talk it out. Yeah. 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 When she is like, not everybody lives the same way. And they were talking about how they want the kitchen to be a certain way. Like, you, the kitchen has to look the way, has to look clean when you leave it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because otherwise you get vermin. And the white people are looking at them like, what? And I'm like, guys, don't tell me you're going to leave your fucking dishes out. Don't do that. But <laughs> part of that is also a response to racism. People, like yeah. Black people were and sometimes still are considered dirty. They expect dirtiness from us. And that's why, if you notice, when Black kids, like, like when I was in college, the Black kids would get dressed to go to fucking class. And the white kids right. show up in whatever because like there's a respectability politics in that like I'm gonna wear my best clothes. I my house is gonna be super clean. I'm gonna have the nicest shit because I want to make sure that they see me as worthy. Um, 
Yeah, like there was just not a world. Like I have a distinct, distinct memory of telling one of my white friends when we were growing up, like what I had to do for chores, and they were just like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you have to clean your bathroom every week." Like they had no concept. Yeah, and it's not even like I'm sitting here going, "White people are dirty." I what I'm no, saying no, no, though no. is that, like, remember we were on the internet and. remember like a couple summer ago like every summer it goes viral some white person being like i do not wash myself and everyone thinks that it's super cute and there's no way like what was the what's the ones that was there's a big goofy guy he was married to that old lady but he was really still in love with that young girl that he was on the set with on that show and she was like fucking 12 years old he was like 19 and and then they got married and had a bunch of fucking kids what are those people I don't know who you're talking about. You don't remember? Uh, he was on a show with all the Scientologists. He was married to the old lady with the deep voice. Um, who used to be married to Bruce Willis? I feel. Why do I know Bruce Willis's name? Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher is married to a young a young girl he used to kiss on the set of a show. Neil Kunis. There. Remember how they got on the yeah. TV? Okay. They got yeah, on the yeah. internet and were like, we yeah, don't watch we children. And everyone was like, that is so cute. And every Black person was like, girl, <laughs> you... Right. There's just the expectation. There's very little room for Black people to be like slovenly or like to even let it slip just a little bit. Like, yeah. like I remember going to like a sleepover and my mom getting new pajamas so that they were like cute nice pajamas you know like (laughs) (laughs) same if I were to be if I like my kids are going to overnight camp they will be going to overnight camp with new pajamas because I can't let them just go there in whatever pajamas because what if people are like why are your pajamas so worn out and is that like I can't because Mm -hmm. I don't have room for that I already I'm already going over a hill already I gotta get up there with my best shit on so yeah like it's very surprising to me that like people don't have the pre-vacation routine of getting your nails done mm-hmm. getting your eyebrows done get like you know having all of that maintained getting new outfits maybe like that's wild to me yeah and so and also when we talk about people wanting um the materialisticness of the black community right um all white parties got a bentley and nowhere to fucking live and all this type of stuff <laughs> um I, part of that is that I need to show up in the best stuff so that I can prove my worth to the world. Mm-hmm. I got to have the watch. I got to have the chain. I have to have those things because I can't show up in some skips and you'll still think of me as a worthy person. Right. Exactly. People like a lady, you guys hid. She, I was in the uh, aisle at Trader Joe's. She literally looked at me and was like going to get something down the aisle but she didn't want to like take her whole cart with her mm-hmm. like she was going to be maybe four feet away from her cart she looked at me and took her purse out, out of her buggy well, as i was walking by her Karen, this happened two weeks ago were you wearing your gang colors and waving a gun or what what were you doing tell me <laughs> what you were doing oh <laughs> my god right yeah. yeah and so and that stuff even if you like like logically we all know that like that's there's nothing I can do to make that person think that I'm worthy and, and like not not a thief and like I could be in this space with you without you being scared. But subconsciously, it's if you grew up in a black home, 
there are plenty of times when I, I just were not, I just wasn't allowed to leave without being put together. I just wasn't because what if somebody saw me and that reflected bad on my family and uh-huh. even where I was going nowhere, like I, I, it's, and I'm not saying that all black people do that. There is a, there is a, a deeper end of that. But when we talk about respectability, black respectability in the black community, um, that's what we're talking about. That like, there, there is this, stri- there's this uh, striving to be seen as worthy and pulling your pants up and making sure that you have 17 degrees and like, like that <laughs> sort of stuff is all a part of it. And it, I mean, it's got us by a chokehold, to be honest. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, Renee. And then we got Nick, who's their son. Who, who really like in the first episode wasn't a huge factor. And I can I mean, they included the, the white daughter a lot more, but I don't think the children should have been included at all. But maybe mm, what was the white daughter's name? Rose or Ruby? Rose. Rose. She definitely child actor. She had big child actor energy but she clearly knew that her parents were on some fuck shit from the beginning <laughs> and yeah, I appreciate I, that. like i think that she came in um she like she's far more she actually said at one point i don't think my mom and bruno bruno's not her father i guess they're supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend but they I saw somewhere on the internet that they had broken up before this happened. So they really just like showed up together, <laughs> mm. which um, understand. I can see that. But she said that her mother and Bruno never, probably never around black people at all. Yeah. And, she's like, I'm just really concerned about like what might come out of their mouths. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Nick, I'm going to tell you the rest of this, the show. He's just like, we find out that he's moving towards gangster life. Like he, he's, he dropped out of school he's 16 he doesn't go to school anymore um he and i know you're like that is not what he was giving me in that first episode and that's that's why i was shocked too and they actually had like an ex-gang member take him to the projects and drive around and talk to him about how he doesn't want to be in his lifestyle um (laughs) yeah and he and rose fight a lot he like rose is so determined to be his friend and he's like i do not like you she's like (laughs) I know you don't like me, but I love you. And he's like, get away from me. And she's- <laughs> yeah, he barely seems like he wants to be there at all. That is pretty interesting that he dropped out. Yeah. He um, also looked like Prince Michael. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's any other Prince Michael. Okay. <laughs> there's no other Prince Michael. I've never heard of another Prince Michael. <laughs> but, but, um, when he gets in makeup, that's who he looks like. Absolutely. He also looks like a Chucky doll, but because <laughs> of the hair they gave him, you know, like about an hour into the Chucky movie, whatever movie you're watching, and they've been slinging that doll all the fucking around town, and the hair is all wild and shit, and he looking kind of like right. plastically. That's what he looked like. Um, it was very clear to me that the producers looked at the two husbands and were like, they kind of look ambiguous enough that I think it'll be easy to put them in other race makeup. And they were just like, well, I guess the other two are fine. <laughs> like, Bruno did look, I don't want to say that Bruno looked black, but like he has like Mediterranean Italian features. Yes, he has dark skin. 
that could for kind a person, yes. make you think that maybe he was like an eighth black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he did a little like, like Slash from Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah, he had the same yeah. skin tone. Um, so for the white side, we got Rose, like we talked about, a very, she is a child actress. I think she stopped acting after this. She was on like a Nickelodeon show. Um, and she, she gives big energy like that. Um, she goes on a slam poetry journey throughout the series, which. Oh God, this happens throughout the whole series. Girl, I heard so much fucking poetry. Oh no. So much poetry. (laughs) And at one point they're about to do the poetry uh, slam and she's got to read her poem to the rest of the people because they're all practicing and everything. And she's like, well, how did you guys like it? And this black boy goes, throw it away throw the whole poem away and I was like oh my gosh her face got so red underneath her black makeup I was like she's she just keeps getting like shitted on by the way they know she's white because in like yeah I didn't know if everybody in that poetry group knew she was white but definitely a few of them did yeah and it was just so funny because they were doing poetry that was speaking to their experience as black people for the most part where hers was like his skin they were undulating their bodies were melding together there was an oozing of just like a girl first of all how old are you secondly how do you know all this stuff listen we don't want your literatica uh (laughs) poems on here okay this (laughs) and you're you're yeah all these sat words girl like get out get out of here no she actually explains to them to the people who don't know that she's white she tells them and they're like incredibly offended Mm. and i was like why did y'all make her do that because that's the most embarrassing part of this shit um, that sucks that they put her in that situation like how was she like 16 she's like 16 she's the same age as nick mm. all right so then we also have we already talked a little bit about carmen and we have bruno who's her boyfriend or maybe not at all um and that's not his last name that's carmen's last name and they just like used it as their as the family okay. name the world's um, yeah, the world's grizzle. So Bruno is white and believes that that has nothing to do with anything. He believes people care too much about the N-word and it gives us too much power because we're scared of it. And he enjoys saying it. And he says it all six episodes over and over again. <laughs> he shouts it. He gets it tattooed on his fucking neck. He oh writes a poem God. about it to try to give it to Rose. <laughs> he basically... He loves the N-word. Oh my God. Like he could not wait to say it. He was just like nigger and nigga. He likes both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he liked to switch it up. Didn't really matter. Um, he was like, you know how you're wait like waiting to do double dutch? Like that was yep. him before he said it the first time. Just like, okay, okay. Now, Where are you going? Now? You look at you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I go? Do I go? <laughs> nigger. He was waiting for that opening. Oh my God. He, what a nightmare this man was. He was, I think he said second generation American, Italian American. And he definitely believes in like the bootstraps. If you just work hard enough, you'll be successful kind of philosophy. Yeah. And he does the least, the most, the least changing in the entire series. Um, In the last episode, they have to write letters to talk about what they've learned and haven't learned. And every single person was like, I didn't learn anything from Bruno. Uh, he's like that's insulting you didn't learn anything from me I'm just saying that like I just came in here I don't see color and it is you know oh what about when he's putting his makeup on he's like you know 
black people are so athletic. They really are superior at jumping, running. Oh my God. The, the epigenetics, what do you call it? Eugenics jumped out so quickly. As soon as they got like one little press of dark, of of Fenty 420, they were like, you know what? I'm feeling like my, my body's changing. Yeah. (laughs) He was like ready to go play some basketball. That's That's what he said. He was like no cap he literally said that (laughs) yeah and but that like talking about how um how athletic black bodies are is the usually the preamble to some racist rant like he he was obsessed with the idea of walking differently oh yeah he Um, walked differently yeah I noticed when Carmen and Rose got their makeup on, they both whipped their necks back and forth real quick. Oh yeah. There was oh, yeah. a lot of that. They all, um, they, suddenly they were needing leaks. They were like, Any, anyway, yeah. Right. <laughs> a white refrigerator. <laughs> Ooh, girl, put your shoes on. Let's go find you a home. <laughs> we bring our own drinks up in places around here. Come on. Like, she they were really really trying it but i honestly i had to scream because they all get their makeup done individually yeah and so they have this moment where the husbands and wives see each other for the first time Mm -hmm. and the sparks the black couple the wife renee is like i don't want to offend you but if this was like real life i would not be attracted to you not even a little bit (laughs) well that's because the the black guy what's his name again brian brian looks like dave Chappelle in white face that's yep. what he's, <laughs> he's got the mustache and everything he looks Blonde so mustache he like he looks like a muppet like he's not, he well he, yeah in terms of makeup do, do you think how did you feel in terms of makeup was any of this like did you you think the adults were more like passable than the children um I actually thought that Rose was maybe the more most passable out of all of them yeah um that was a wig they had on her hair right yeah definitely um father and brother the black son and the father it looked like the most ridiculous uh-huh. and they made Carmen look like Florida Evans from good times and sure they gave her a short afro in 2006 I'm not saying people didn't wear short curly afros in 2006 because they absolutely did but it was just so like it was well, very 70s afro, she's black right yeah, yeah it was very 70s and I was like I just don't know that in Compton because that's where they fucking took them I don't know where in Compton that there would have been an older black lady with a short fro. Did you see right. a couple of episodes of Good Times and just went with that? Is that what you did? <laughs> right. It, it, yeah, it was historically inaccurate. Yeah. Um, but I also love that, like, they, we get to the uh, Burgles, and when they see each other, they're like, wow, you look great. Yeah, there's like goes, a real glow about you. She goes, I love black visually and there's just a heart there. And I was like, girl, <laughs> are you about to live out some dreams that you didn't tell us about? I mean, <laughs> like, you guys need to settle this somewhere else. I don't yeah. need to see any of this. Oh, Brian was talking to Renee talking about, come on, white girl. Come on, white girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were really having such a good time seeing each other. Um, 
Yeah, I also love how Brian's like the first thing that he wanted to experience as a white man was just going golfing. I know, like there's so much stereotypes there. Like I'm like Brian, have you never been golfing? Because you could go right. golfing really easily. My dad used to golf all the time, Brian. My husband like, golfs. My husband golfs, and he's just a New York nigga. That's what he is. Right. <laughs> he's like he really is a New York nigga from the Bronx, and he golfs. So like. <laughs> And if he can golf in Texas, you can certainly golf in California. I mean, sir. the only thing keeping us from golfing, the only thing keeping him from golfing is that he uh, is hot as fuck. That's the only thing keeping him. It's 95 degrees. Right. <laughs> but in terms of me, like, I felt like, let's say these people were in a store with me. At first glance, I might not have clocked it, but I would have said something's weird over there definitely i wouldn't have been able to be like they're in full racial makeup but i would have been like uh, what's going on i don't know so i'm feeling off about that person over there that's yeah. how i would have felt um though the black family when they got their white face definitely looked like the people from white chicks mm-hmm. definitely by the way i want to talk to you guys about why white chicks is offensive and stupid but not is not a part of like a racial structure and it's because blackface historically has been used to imitate black people into like stereotypes of greediness stupidity um what's another stare oh that we're scared of everything i mean yeah i'm kind of scared of everything but like 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 we are all cowards like that sort of stuff that we that if some watermelon comes in our path we'll forget where we're going and just like right. and and people would travel the country doing shows and making money doing this to grow te- like and not just it wasn't just like um prop makeup where to look like you're black it was shoe polish on your face and then like exaggerating our features and right it and they would make lots of money whereas we weren't allowed to be on stages so like it, it is it, there is a his, uh, um, uh, history with this that makes blackface more than just like ill-advised and offensive. It makes it, it stands on the shoulders of a very racist history. And that's why when white chicks comes out, like you're like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck is this? And people can, can be offended by it if they want to, but it's not at the same level as Whoopi Goldberg telling Ted Danson he could put on blackface and go to the Oscars. Right. She set him up. <laughs> she told him to do that you think no he they t- they talked about an interview she told him to do it she oh, said it was fine right yeah i see okay okay set up to me sounds like he, he was she was trying to throw him under the bus oh you're trying to say if that was her intent i don't know right. whoopi has got a lot of okay. strange ideas yeah yes. no that that's what the, what you said is what i thought okay gotcha yeah, and her name's not Whoopi Goldberg, but okay. <laughs> it's Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she say she made a name that sounds Jewish so she could make it in Hollywood? Isn't that what she said? Oh, I don't I, know. I'm pretty I sure she's on record as saying that. Yikes. In like the 80s, and then in like the late 80s, she told Taylor Dancing to do blackface on TV. So I'm just saying and they were dating at the time it's worth mentioning <laughs> they were dating she probably told him while she was butt ball naked she was like you know what she should do she's smoking a cigarette you know what she should do 
listen, I got some shoe polish in the back. (laughs) (laughs) And Ted Danson, who I believe is a very nice person, he's made some mistakes, a lot of mistakes, was like, okay, you're black, that's fine. You you Mm -hmm. said it was all right. And she's like, yeah, trust me, I know everything about black people. All right, I'm sorry. That that was probably like a racist skit I just did. Anyway, um, yeah. So in terms of like the the makeup, I was like, you know, I, maybe I think you're right about Rose and that she looked the best. And I think Bruno did pretty. I mean, they just didn't really have to darken Bruno that much. No, and I feel like he started off a little bit lighter, and then he just got real, real dark. <laughs> probably he's like no dark real dark what's the snipe star i want to be so dark that somebody's gonna call me a nigger in public (laughs) oh my goodness he so he so he's trying to they're like trying to talk so once they get the makeup on they start and then eventually they go to the house and everything and they start like trying to help each other you know and he's he's like listen um what did i what should i do when people run up to me and go nigger and we were like and right it's like um it's not really like that it's like yeah um it's not really like that blatant anymore it's more like subtle things like not being able to get jobs or being treated differently in certain processes right and it just was so funny because it's like I'm ready because I know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna say, "Why'd you call me that?" And then I'm gonna keep walking, and it's gonna take away his power. And it's like, right, Bruno, you figured out racism. You figured he's, it out. Yeah, he's looking at this like it's an after-school special, mm-hmm. and it's like the color of friendship, and oh he's God. really <laughs> going to um, get to the point where, yeah, like some bully is going to come up to him and he's gonna be like you know what you have a nice day and it's it's gonna be the big crescendo <laughs> and then racism is solved the banner's gonna come out from the sky yeah you did it bruno congratulations yeah and then magically it's gonna be like the opposite of the wizard of Oz, where the color comes in the color is gonna lead and then everybody's gonna be colorless <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing they talked about is like because carmen's so once they've like done the makeup and stuff carmen's like um, do you guys want to hear about any ways you could be more white? And they're like, no. <laughs> we got it. No, thank you. We got it. We do, like, we have to assimilate. We deal with white people all the time. We have to be, like, we don't, we are unable to be in communities where there are no white people. Like, you are able to be in a community where you don't know any black people. And so we interact with white people all the time. We know exactly what you're like. So don't worry. We don't need any of that. And I was like, damn, Renee. Yeah. <laughs> She gave it to us. <laughs> this is going to be quite the lesson for you guys, but we're good. We're good over here. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the, what really happens throughout the this first episode and, and throughout the entire series is they go on a lot of field trips. Like, um, Brian buys shoes as a white man. <laughs> he, did, he was so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Once that man took out the shoehorn, he was like, oh, bitch, it's a brand new day. But... I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) He said he's never, he's, people just hand him the shoes. He said he's never had someone get on their knees, shoehorn his foot into a shoe and ask him how he felt. Yeah. So he he was at like a golf place and he says that he's been there before. He tells Bruno later, like, I've been to golf stores before and they've never treated me like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I also, and uh, oh, Rose goes out with her chaperone, who's a producer named Charlisa, and she takes her to Compton. Okay, I was trying to figure out, like, who is that black, random black, actual black person that they have trailing her? And why the fuck does she, was they just, like, walking around Compton? (sighs) She said he was trying, that dude was trying to holler at you. She's like, what? I'm like, Rose, you don't know what that (laughs) fucking means. You're, yeah, like, you live in... San Diego in 2006, and you've never heard the term holla? Yeah. Kendra Wilkinson is running around here yelling right. holla all the time. Right. Heather Holla Thompson rolled over in her fucking grave. She's not dead. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, we know what it means, okay? Right. Like, girl, come on. I did want to point out one thing that Rose said, oh. because uh, this is, I think, maybe the first time that the families moved into the house and the white parents were asking questions bruno's trying to practice how to walk again to see if it was authentic and how to like dap a a black guy up oh the dap and and then when he's done rose is like is this even necessary like do black people do this stuff or do you think that you should just try to recreate the shit to fit in like what what's the real motivation behind this bruno and she, she can say that because Bruno's not her daddy. And she's like, I just need to point this out. Because although Black people would I you? know, I would. <laughs> black people I know do dap. We would not dap yeah. a white person unless he was John B or Chet Hanks. Those are only like. Correct. Because they would come to dap us. You know what I mean? Like we would not like just randomly go up to some, like that's a comedy routine where you go to dap some dude named Wilbur and he's like, what's going on? That's a comedy (laughs) thing. We don't do that in real life. Right. And it's mostly dudes that dap. Girls don't usually dap (laughs) unless we're talking about the brat or Queen Latifah. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? Princess. No, when I see, Karen, when we hang out, I'm not going to run up to you and dap you, right? Because no. <laughs> girls don't usually dap each other. It's a very specific situation in which a girl would dap another girl. Yeah, so, it's, like, a, it's a pretty masculine thing. Yeah. Um. So, so, yeah, the things he wants to do is almost like, now they are performing Blackness, don't get me wrong, but it's, Again, it feels like he's on a field trip. He's like, yeah. So first I'm going to say nigger. Then I'm going to dap some people. <laughs> then I'm going to go to Popeye's and see what's going on there because I've never been to a Popeye's before. Now I'm ready to go. And like, that's, that's the way right. he's talking. And I'm like, okay, so this doesn't feel like you want to... The show kind of plays it like, we're going to um, turn hearts and minds, change hearts and minds. And that's not what Bruno's there to do. Bruno's there to say nigger. No. <laughs> a thousand percent all he wants to do is say it get called it the whole shebang yeah um i want to point out something is that so while they're putting him through these experiences walking around compton i wonder if she took him to the swap meet you know what i mean right i wonder if she took him to like a swap meet in compton um like what was she gonna do they weren't even walking around in neighborhoods they were like walking by the entry to the highway like what is she gonna learn at the gas station that that's right off the highway right off the 405 but also all these places these people are going because bruno buys a car as a black guy gets a job as a black guy no no no. brian gets a job as a black guy as a white guy Mm -hmm. and i was like 
okay. He's like, they, they welcome me to the family. That was them saying they know I'm white. And I'm like, bruh, it's, I think you just apply for like a busser job on a bartender job and they, they gave him a t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably pretty standard. Um, yeah, he was so excited to like see what he could get out of the whole situation, see what kind of community and what benefits he would get out of being white. Right. And you know, Brian, like I'm sure Brian works a white collar job because of the house he lives in in Atlanta. I'm not saying that, you know what I mean though? Mm-hmm. Like his neighborhood, that, that seems like those are white collar families that probably live there. And, yeah. and so Brian, why are you that excited about getting a job at a restaurant? Like, <laughs> Right. You could get her job at a restaurant black, babe. I think what they should have done is sent you on an interview for a six-figure job that you're absolutely qualified for, uh, or excuse right. me, underqualified for, and see how they treat you differently in the uh in the um in the interview than they would Bruno, maybe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but what I was saying is that what they're not talking about is they're not talking about how the the cameras being there changes perception. So, of course, like nobody on Teen Mom is ever going on a job interview on camera and didn't get the job. Right? Exactly. Like, these are not real interviews. Like, you pretty much know that you're going to get it before you're interviewing, quote unquote, on camera. Yeah, like that guy that was putting the shoes on your feet you got to get permission from the manager to film in a shoe store and right there's a camera right there right the only time that maybe they didn't get permissions when they went to when brian and bruno went to that uh department store in beverly hills because mm. that footage was extremely blurry oh there's another blur I, I don't think it was in the first episode where um they go to a country western bar mm. and brian's in white face and renee's in a regular face and a white guy they're very far back so i'm like i'm not sure that white guy's on camera doesn't know the knows he's on camera is telling her that black children think it's actually bad to do well in school and they bully and fight people that do oh my school God. because that's what their parents teach them and like renee is has the heart of a lion because that bitch was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like this guy, he has long hair. He's kind of greasy looking as a white guy. And he's just like explaining to her that <laughs> the re- that black people do not value education and they don't want to assimilate. And if they did, they wouldn't have these problems. And they stop talking about how black they are and start trying to be more white. Like he doesn't say it <sighs> that way, but it was like, that, at the point I was watching, I was like, I don't, want to watch this anymore that's yeah that's really wild and especially like what that guy says to brian at the bar Mm -hmm. later about how it's like a bastion of whiteness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh and then also in another episode nick is out and about with his new white friends who don't know he's black and they are <laughs> dropping, they are saying nigger so many fucking times. Oh my God. It is like an unedited scene on Laguna Beach, okay? Because you <sighs> know they edit out nigger a billion fucking times on that show. Oh, and yeah. Especially when they were like, remember how they have like music playing and stuff? You know they were screaming it. <laughs> and Jason Waller just has the face of a guy who says the N word a lot. Absolutely. Like, it's just absolutely. the truth. 
Lee. That motherfucker looked like he was 21 Jump Street. Why do you have that beard? And he was like in fucking high school like that. Chin strap. God. <laughs> they, he should have been arrested so many times. Anyway, he fucked everybody. He should have been arrested. But yeah, like that he's hate, like Nick is hanging out with people like that. And he's like, it didn't really bother me. And I'm like, it bothered me. They yeah, Nick is very much of the like, I don't really think racism is like old school racism. Like everybody should just get over it. Like he doesn't care. Yeah, I mean he's he's a Kanye. Uh, uh yeah. a new Kanye, not old Kanye. Right. Old Kanye says George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> new Kanye is like, what are black people? I don't even know. So, exactly. <laughs> But like he's like that, or, or maybe even a Pharrell, you know. Like, um, you know, you guys are focused too much on on like your race and stuff. So that stuff happens throughout. Um, I want to. I I feel like this show because there's lots of fights in the episodes that ensue. Um, not fights, but disagreements in the house. Um, and I was like, they're saying this is about a race trading show, but I think it's more about what happens when a strange white family moves in with a strange black family for two weeks. Right. You know? I mean, like, yeah, they're little meetings, so stressful. And they also have to do these like focus groups mm-hmm. oh. where they hear from the race that they have dressed up as mm-hmm. about like race relations how they feel and and it's rough yeah um also bruno keeps referring to himself white his white self as a honky which like really tells you that he never ever speaks to black people yeah black people don't say honky guys no not since the jeffersons <laughs> truly <laughs> like there's not it's it's just not a thing um you know what uh at some point i think it's carmen that says this she goes what if we're at a gathering and there are equal blacks and equal whites and the whites leave and y'all just start jiving jiving (laughs) like like we're gonna break out into some sort of secret language because all the white all the honkies left let's let's, why don't you go speak jive huh that's what we're doing right now Kara when I was like do you want to jive with me on Thursday you were like yeah because I haven't jived in a minute can't wait <laughs> like jive what, like, what movie did you guys watch right before like it's unbelievable just, this is just very old stuff like um like somebody calling like me they're too young to have all these references that's what I mean. It's like very old. Like you remember when Mac McKee was calling people colored? I was like, what granddaddy right. taught you to call people that? <laughs> Nobody even said like, I, it's so hard for me to be offended right now because I'm like, where did you get this old school shit from? <laughs> I want to know how you how this even came across your desk, ma'am. She's like 25 years old. Isn't she maybe 26? Right. She's so young. <laughs> how does she even know that's a thing? How does she even know? she's never heard of the NAACP so I know she didn't get it from them they still say colored she no she definitely thinks the NAACP is the NCAA <laughs> she thinks it's NWA she was like that is where Dr. Dre came from the NAACP I did see that movie <laughs> like okay 
<laughs> she saw the preview for it. <laughs> sure. By the oh, way, she... this show won an NAACP Image Award. No, I gotta go. <laughs> it did. That's why I'm just telling you the NAACP is a joke to me. The fact that one, our name, your name is still the NAACP. Let's let's start there. Uh, right. But also, you will give Image Awards to anybody, and they really do. Yeah, like they've been, I can't think of it off the top of my head now, but they've been giving some really suspect image awards out there and they gave one to this show. Oh, show won an Emmy. It won an Emmy for the makeup. No. Yes, it did, I, okay, I really have to go. In 2006, it won an Emmy for the makeup. I, I have to go. Yeah, babe. Yeah. And it wasn't uh, a daytime Emmy because it just didn't happen in the daytime. <laughs> it might've been televised. A primetime yeah. Emmy. Yeah. It might wow. have been televised. I don't, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying it might have been. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, people fell for this shit. Oh, so the, I'm sorry. We're going back to the focus group. You're right. So Kara, what Kara's explaining is that like the black people dressed as white people went to a focus group on race with white people and the white people dressed as black people went to a focus group dressed on race with black people. The uh, Bruno and Carmen went as just as well as you expected bruno said nigger three times uh, <laughs> like no one else wait, in the room said it but he, he did a whole backstory too about how he was a, a bouncer in detroit at the disco course. at a disco <laughs> at a disco in detroit in what 2000 what sir <laughs> <laughs> of course you're from detroit and he said that if people weren't dressed god i did i write this down exactly how he i i can't remember oh um if they weren't wearing the right kind of clothes and you know, like one time somebody walked up and and called him the n-word mm-hmm. i would did you also mention that the the opposite couples are watching through a two-way mirror yeah no but they are watching guys so they can kind of like kind of observe basically so, so they can get I- mad so as Bruno's going on his nigger, nigger, nigger rampage, oh Brian and Renee are watching from behind some glass of just him pooping right out of his mouth. Yeah, and then he said, they would call and they'd say, what the fuck do you want, nigger? And I say, I am a nigger. And I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> no backstory no one else said anything like nobody that. else said anything the like the other that. black people in the room said inward they did not like they were just like i don't yeah. know these people so like guys me and kara had a conversation before this i was like kara i'm gonna have to say nigger on the podcast and you know what i don't and i care I, i've never heard you say it on your podcast either um there was one time you had a guest that I thought was white, but then she said nigger. And I was like, no, she's black because Kara wouldn't let that happen. So, no. like, <laughs> but you don't, but uh, the reason I, I'm, I don't know if it's for the same reason that I don't. I don't because I know most of my audience is white and I don't say nigger in front of white people because I don't want them to be comfortable enough to think that they should say it to me. Correct. Um, but I also don't say it a ton in my real life. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not hard for me to like edit myself in that way. Like, right. Yeah. But you don't I'm, accidentally I'm say it. I'm like, oh, I need to take that out. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm yeah. Same aware that of the demographic of my audience that I just don't think it's like appropriate. It's just a little too close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I just felt like, and so I, I was saying, there's no way I'm going to get through this fucking episode without saying it. Oh, not a chance. Not and a you chance. told me to channel Bruno because he loves saying it. 
could not. I never seen somebody who wanted to say it so badly. What? Not like not even as much as like uh homie who did pulp fiction. Oh, Nothing. you're talking about um uh, what's his name? He loves saying it. He dated uh Kathy Griffin once. Yeah. Got a scoopy face like a uh, Bob Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But like, what, what, the fact that the other, the actual black people in this room are saying the N-word is proof of like Bruno and Carmen think that people, that black people randomly walk around saying nigger to each other, but we don't, like, I would never say to someone I don't know, I like, I would never just walk into a store and say, Hey niggers, do you know where the milk is? I would never (laughs) say that because that's inappropriate. And I probably wouldn't. Hard hard. right and you probably wouldn't say that in a sit-down focus group where no. you're talking about the nuances of racial complexities in this country like no. it probably isn't going to happen even in a situation where black people are talking about race right i like i'm like not in a comfortable situation like and also i have non-black kids now and i am not gonna let them say it so like now yeah. i can't like the person I used to say it to the most is my husband when I'd right. be like, nigga, if you don't get in here, <laughs> right. like that's who I talk, but now I don't even do that because I wouldn't want my, my white five-year-old to go to school and call someone the N-word. I would be very upset about that. Yeah. And, and like, I have no intention of being like, no, it's fine. You said, because you, you have black parents. No, the fuck it isn't. Some yeah. of you light-skinned people shouldn't be saying it, but that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Some of the dark ones shouldn't either. <laughs> Some of the dark ones, it sounds racist when they say it. I'm like, don't say that to me because it sounds like a <laughs> Like if Tantra called, uh, Tantra Call called Girl. me nigga, like, you know, we're going to have to fight. Okay. Tantra Call in his blue eyes. No, ma'am. <laughs> Tantra, did Taylor teach you how to say that? You better right. stop. <laughs> right. Todrick hasn't been around a black person in 25 years. Absolutely not, Todrick. No. Oh my God. The way Todrick was like on Celebrity Big Brother trying to relate to Lamar Odom, like <sighs> embarrassing. Embar- Lamar and Todrick have nothing in common. Not just the fact that I think Lamar would probably be very homophobic in a comfortable setting. I I would not be surprised if he was. Okay. But also like they just don't run in the same like light, like, and also, Lamar Odom's lucky to be alive. Every breath Lamar takes is like a blessing, a gift he didn't right. think he was going to get. Shit. Yeah. He yeah. was doing crack at the Olympics. He's just like... Right. <laughs> like I, I, I know that's not funny, but I just feel like Lamar has lived a motherfucking life, babe. It's so... Like, I, I can see him just being like, whatever, Todrick. And I just... Didn't he also like poop on himself or something like that um listen <laughs> we again the man is lucky to be alive so if something slips out every couple every now and then like this is the price of doing business okay <laughs> anytime something would happen if i was lamar Odom, i'd be like i was dead i was dead on that <laughs> it's a wonder he can even talk and that's like not even joking like yeah it is they'd be like ma'am you have to pay for the grapes before you eat i'd be like girl i was dead i'm lucky to be here <laughs> They'd be like, okay, go ahead, eat them. <laughs> but so, so that happens with Bruno's group. And during that focus group, Carmen, she says it on Talking Head to us. She goes, I wonder if they'll accept me as black. And I'm like, Carmen, you're not black. You have makeup on. And just you saying that, like, 
I know it's a slip of the tongue, but I'm like, you think blackness is color of skin, right? And that's like really like not true. In fact, black people come in all ranges of colors and hues. I was joking about light skin, people not being able to say uh, nigger. Okay, I was just joking about that. That was a joke. Uh, The truth is that we come in so many colors all across the fucking rainbow. And that is really not about color. It's about culture. And so you going in there and being like, I hope they accept me as black. I'm like, why? Because you you were a white lady dipped in makeup. That's you. you yeah, know. the white people's concern was passing, mm. and the black people's concern was like seeing how they're treated differently. Yeah, that's true. Um, in the focus group with the white people that uh, Brian and Renee went to in their white face, we heard like it was so fucking triggering to me. Oh. I, my god one woman is complaining that she's having an employee who was black who had a bad attitude and that it was so hard to fire her. i had to get documentation because when i i wanted to fight her when i fired her i had to make sure i had documented everything like yeah you mean you were an employer like yeah she was like you know on top of the regular work i had to do all this other stuff to make sure that we didn't get lawsuits so it didn't come across like and they're like okay well that's a you problem if you had to do all of that stretching to make sure that somebody didn't think you were racist that's probably because you were racist ma'am yeah yeah where did you work (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about um there's a guy in there talks about how old dabbit's old habits die hard that sometimes when he shakes a black person's hand his first instinct is to wipe his hands and that was like a 20 something dude yeah that was a 20 something dude um this and i swear he looked familiar kara if you tell me you dated that man Kara, why would that? Why would that be where your mind went, princess? I don't know. But why you, would that be? Was it since it was familiar? I've seen it on television before. Oh, okay, okay. Kara, listen. I just gotta. Whew. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think I swear he's been on like MTV. I knew his face. He looked like Dave, the VJ. He looked like him. Remember Dave? What was his name? Dave Holmes. His name was Dave Holmes? But you yeah, know what I mean. BJ who lost to Jesse? Yeah, he lost to Jesse. Yeah. Is Jesse okay? No. Oh. But Dave is. I'm sure, yeah, he did. I just looked up Dave. Yeah, he looks like Dave. That's And Dave is like a regular fucking guy. That's that's what yeah. it is. He looks yeah. like a regular white guy. He's not too big. He's not too small. He's not blindingly handsome. He's not ugly. He's just a regular fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we look like. I don't know. But but that scene was like, I don't ever want to be in a room with white people and they not know I'd be there. So I'm just gonna announce myself as a black woman everywhere I go. I'm like, all right, stop talking. Because they have to hear that like a 20, like he could not have been older than 25, yeah. 26 year old. Instinctually has to train his brain not to wipe. Like, where did that even come from? How did you get there? Yeah, yeah. and But you know what? That's a secret fear that we all have, which we were talking about that respectability shit. That's mm-hmm. the fear that like people, I, I, that people will think that you are unclean and there's nothing yep. you can do about it. And so that's why when those debates about do you use a washcloth, like we're all like, yes, because, we, right. because we're afraid of that, of someone doing that to us. 
it's yeah absolutely it was very triggering for me to listen to them and I was just like I don't ever want to see white people alone jiving like this I don't ever want to see this again right (laughs) like (laughs) yeah I mean I think we've talked a lot about um we talked about the conflict that ends up between Renee and Carmen that that happens in like two episodes where she just is like hey bitch or yo bitch and and that becomes an ongoing thing throughout the season uh they actually have a therapist come in twice to talk to talk it out is Um, it a what race is the therapist she is black okay and she also yells nigger a lot so like (laughs) and although she is allowed to i still want to be like can you stop (laughs) because you're making me uncomfortable i don't need bruno to get any more excited than he already is yeah i don't just because you heard bruno say it stop don't do um they so they have that happen i mean there's just by the time it's only six episodes by the time it's over they just have so much stuff going on and like you know at one point they um i can't remember but i wrote this down they met with a race relations moderator Mm. and i was like how is that a job like what does that mean well stassi hired one maybe that was the same person oh she had was it a moderator it was a guide it was like having a seeing eye dog except they would tell you if you're being racist instead of if you need to cross the street or not okay <laughs> okay interesting i wanted to bring up something that really cracked me up okay um when rose goes to her slam poetry meeting okay. everybody has to go around and introduce themselves and their favorite entertainer or musical artist. And oh, so, you know, it's like, oh, here's Michael. His favorite artist is, uh, you know, Prince. Or here's Roberta. Her favorite artist is Mary J. Blige. Um, I'm Rose, and my favorite entertainer is the Cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Linger is a bop. Don't fight. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, she wasn't wrong to say that, but at least, like, everybody was like, oh. <laughs> And they're like, oh, so you're trying to pass? Why did I say the cranberries after all of that? I just feel like they should have given her some Black artists. Like someone, before they went in, they were like, listen, let me name a couple of Black people that are entertainers so that you can have someone to pull from, you know? Can you think of a single one, Rose? Just one Black person, please. It's, it is so hard for people to get outside of their everyday lives. And like Renee was telling Carmen, Black people, I I feel like I am pretty much isolated with lots of Black people, lots of liberal people. I don't, like, I don't, I am, I, I live in Texas, but I don't know anybody who voted for Trump. And I don't know anybody, like, I have a very, like, liberal surroundings. But I don't know what happens when I'm not in the room. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I was just explaining this to someone at my job that like, I had enough of having to go explain stuff to people. You know what? Melissa talked about this on uh, Real World Homecoming the other day. Um, that like, you guys constantly are like, teach me. And then I come over there and teach you. And then I'm an angry black lady. And right. I didn't sign up to babysit people. I don't yeah. want to do that. How about you just leave me alone? Yeah. And 
I was also explaining to her, like, <clears throat> she doesn't understand the microaggressions I go through every day. Like this white guy that I work with that is constantly telling me that I'm a very smart person. I probably haven't heard that before. And I finally was like, why would I've heard that before? I'm very smart. And then he like tries to teach me how to do Excel. And I'm like, bitch, (laughs) get away from me. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Stuff like I have to temper myself in the way I talk to people. I have to, I can't be too mad. I have to, like, if something's wrong, I have to go double check the wording of that email because some lady's going to get in her office and be like, princess is being aggressive with me when all she did was ask me to do my job. Like, right. Like when that lady put, picked up her purse, I was like, you know what? I really want to go off on her, but I know where this is going to go. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I really want to call you goofy, ma'am, but I'm not going to do that. So it's just, you know, you have to pick your battles. Yeah. But that's a balancing act that is like what we go through all the time. And yep. I felt like through the run of this show that the Black people on this show spent so much time teaching and explaining, correcting, and doing that, they did way more work than the white people on the show. Mm-hmm. They, and and I was like, who would sign up for this? I don't want to do this. Yeah, I mean, and it was probably a little bit of a lesson for them. And like, they came into it being like, you know what, there's really not much for us to learn here. And then mm-hmm. they ended up being the teachers and doing all this emotional labor, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I to... never came out of the house. Mm. <laughs> you know, he didn't. <laughs> right. A very special black and white where Ice Cube stopped by. Yeah. You know, he didn't. And it's just like, so like at the end, like I said, everyone... I think Rose said she learned the most. Nick was pretty shut down by that point because they'd already taken him out to the projects to teach him where gang life goes. Um, and and uh, Bruno and Karen, Karen, Bruno and slip of the tongue, Bruno and Carmen were still really <laughs> angry that Renee was not forgiving Carmen for calling her a bitch, like freestyling bitch at her. And they were doing again back to the real world they were doing a julie in that like i want to tell you why i'm upset that you're upset that i did something to you mm, right and, and like it's it you're actually upsetting me because you're upset and you're making this a problem not me and so they did right. a lot of that <clears throat> and you know it it, I, it was only six episodes and thank god <laughs> thank god they stopped this Thank God. Not before they gave it an Emmy. And a NAACP Image Award. Who has given out those awards? I want to speak to him. LL Cool J, probably. Oh, my God. LL Cool J. Remember, LL Cool J also went through a similar rock situation. Remember, he was on In the House. Remember that? Yep. Um, I hope Maya Campbell's doing well. Gosh. I hope she is, too. I need to check in on her. Because it was rough going there for a little bit yeah because you know and people were like i have i, I don't know i get so triggered by people filming people like they're in a bad place so they could be like look at so and so she's right. out here and i'm like this is so like inhumane like i, I feel the same yeah, way about people I, who film themselves giving homeless people money i'm like stop <laughs> no one told oh you it's okay God. there was a man on tiktok who I guess had some sort of relationship with a, an unhoused person over the years mm-hmm. and they ended up dying and they just like, they did this whole like 
you know, video montage of their relationship and it went viral. So then this person just made, like turned their whole TikTok account into clips of this unhoused dead person and their relationship for his own clout because like he saw the attention that he was getting from it. I mean, it's like truly sick. Like you can't, I just don't believe there's consent there where I need something from you and you're going to give it to me if you, if I allow you to, take a video or a picture of me that is non-consensual and I automatically think you're a really bad person if you are filming people who literally don't have a place to go to get away from you right you know what I mean like they and so you're just like well they're out here and I'm like that's like they don't deserve autonomy because they're just like yeah pieces of public for public consumption basically yeah and, and so like that, and the, the same thing goes for people. I, I hate when I get, when those things go viral, like Delonte West, I was really fucked up about that for a long time because yeah. I was like, like you guys to be panhandling for drugs is like, like you're far into it. And y'all are just over there filming yourselves as you talk to him, asking him about his old fucking life. And mm-hmm. And then Mark Cuban gets involved and then it's like, we're going to take him to rehab. I mean, does he want to go to rehab? Like, what's he going to do when he gets to rehab and he didn't want to go? And now y'all got him on your Instagram and he's on this horse. Like, it's like, like Mark Cuban's like, oh, Delonte's at rehab. I paid for rehab. Great. I'm, I'm sure it was pocket change. I'm sure it was free. Actually. I'm sure rehab was like, nah, we'll take it. You probably didn't pay a dime for it. What are your, what's your contingency plan for when he gets out? Like, are you setting him up for a future or are you just like riding the wave of this, this viral situation to make yourself look good? Yeah. It's all this shame. And so Mm -hmm. they, then Mark Cuban's like, posting a picture of Delonte on a fucking horse and he's been in rehab like three days. He probably feels like shit. They probably are like, you got to come out of your room and do something. Cause I would be in my room being like, I feel like fucking shit. And yeah. And so he gets on a fucking horse and someone runs up and takes a picture of him or probably goes, can we take a picture? He's like, yeah, whatever. Like in the, in the photo, he looks like uncomfortable with the situation and maybe like not quite understanding what like somebody ran up on him. And then right. Mark Cuban's putting on his fucking Instagram, like, Delonte's gonna be fine I'm like is he I don't know like this it's is sick. yeah and like that's so I don't I I don't know why I'm, I'm talking about my Campbell yeah okay so like I'm just like that consensual stuff is it, it really gets to me it makes me so fucking sad um yeah over the years like living in New York I'm like ugh, just seeing people take pictures of, of unhoused people like on the train or just wherever and it's like taking a video what? putting it on tiktok because it's yeah. funny yeah it's gross like it, it, it is and you guys really need to think about yourselves and I, and I did not mean to get to the sad place in in the episode but the fact is this was sad okay <laughs> the whole shit made, like i've been down since i fucking watched it <laughs> Because I'm just thinking about what people say when I'm not in the room. I'm thinking about what my kids have to go to. Oh, my kids' school is like 98% black. There was a white kid there and I did like a double take. I looked like the people in the background of when Ruby Bridges was going to school. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like, did you come here with somebody? What are you doing? <laughs> and like, I was like, let me go in here before I end up in a black and white fucking picture in a textbook. Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, but like, still... Their interactions, they're not going to live their lives without 
having white friend groups and things like that. Like, I want them to have a diverse friend groups, but I also want them, I like, I'm scared of them. Like being in situations where they think somebody's their friend, when they leave the room, they're like talking badly mm-hmm. about them and wiping their hands. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not really something you can shield them from. Um. Yes, I can. They can just stay at home forever and never leave this house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, why did you like that's a that's a viable option, Kara? Like, yeah. uh, why don't you look up a delightful series called "Mommy Dead and Dear"? <laughs> <laughs> See how that worked out. For Listen, them. they already have plenty of reasons to murder me. I'm <laughs> always like, we. I always tell my husband, I was like. You just really need to like calm down because we're about to get Menendez up in this bitch. You don't know what they're gonna do. This is Texas. They have access to guns. You need to be right. nice to these children. We could get they could they could they could be on TV for killing us. You don't fucking know. And he's yeah. When like, did you get a gun in Texas? Like nine they, without permission. Please. They're like when, as soon as you're born in a Texas hospital, you pop right out. You still fresh out the fucking puss. They put a tech nine in your fucking hand and like go out here. You don't need a license. You don't need a class. Live your life, baby. And the baby's like, ga ga goo goo. Hey, when you go to a delivery room in a Texas, all the babies have guns in their cribs. All of them. <laughs> it's the truth. Babies first Beretta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karen, do you have anything else about this? very sad show that we watched (laughs) no i mean i think an important lesson was learned is if you get called a nigger in the street just say hey have a nice day and everything will be good no what he said was to say i am a nigger (laughs) (laughs) you know what i am thank you thank you i am one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um it takes the power away from it that's what i heard (laughs) (laughs) it does carol where can the people find you if they want to hear more nigger talk um, <laughs> um, I have a podcast called Everyone's Nigger But Mine. No, everyone's <laughs> It's called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can listen to it everywhere. You can listen to it everywhere. You got me acting up. Um, and I have an Instagram also called Everyone's Business But Mine. And I have a Patreon where I'm going to start talking about uh, models that I'm interested in. Started oh. with Naomi Campbell, Kate Moss, that whole situation. So check it out. But I've also been doing documentaries lately. So anything that's been on Netflix or HBO in the past six weeks, I've probably talked about it. So check it out. Yeah. And I've directed people to your Patreon because you and I did Bad Vegan on there. Actually, somebody signed up to my Patreon looking for it. I refunded them and gave them the link. It was like, go over to Kara's Patreon because she's got a lot of good shit on there. She's talking Lindsay Lohan. She broke down every single Kardashian ever. Even the ones I don't even think about, like MJ. Like, she, she, you have, you did the best in the ever after. You have so much good shit there. It's well worth the five bucks, guys. Thank you, princess. Thank you. I know Kara. I'm sure if I text her a lot, she would give me some episodes, but I still pay her $5 a month because I want her to live lavishly. I really would. (laughs) It's five bucks. You give so much shit and you like research. (laughs) I watch something, show up like tired as fuck. I was like, hey guys. (laughs) <laughs> you you have all this fucking research you you record three times a week on your regular podcast like you yeah it's a lot working it's a lot it's a lot your girls need to work so yeah five dollars a month really is nothing <sighs> compared to all this bullshit that i put out so yeah. yeah thank you princess this was 
you know it was I, I can't say it was like lovely to talk about but it was always lovely to talk to you so great happy great to be here well now we're on record forever screaming nigger over and over yes. again. so this is awesome this is our I'm very glad. last podcast so. <laughs> bye Kara bye